Today, we're talking about buying and running a business while keeping a job. Can you do it? What should you consider? I'm David C. Barnett, and you're tuned in to Small Business and Deal Making, the podcast, YouTube channel, and blog where I talk about buying, selling, financing, and managing small and medium sized businesses while controlling risk. So, if you're looking to take control of your future through buying a business one day, or if you already own a business and you're looking to grow or exit, you've come to the right place. I talk about interesting things, I talk to interesting people, and I answer your questions every week right here. So be sure to hit like and be sure to hit subscribe, and let's get to it. I want to give a big shout out to Eric who reached out to me through LinkedIn and asked for this video. Here you go, Eric. So can you buy and run a business while you keep a job? And why would you want to? A lot of the people who I speak with want to leave a job that they don't like through buying a business. But there's some people who have their reasons for not wanting to leave a job. There could be many. So, for example, I've met people who are close to retirement and have a huge you know, value in their pension plan that you know, if they just stay in their job a few more years, it's going to be really worthwhile to them. I have met people who have a really high income and you know, they understand that if they want to buy a business big enough to replace their income, they're going to have to buy a very large business to them. And maybe they're not ready for that kind of commitment or challenge. Uh, or there are people who are just not quite sure about this whole entrepreneurship thing, and they want to kind of dip their toe in and get some experience owning and running a business. And they want to hang on to the security or perceived security of keeping a job. So is it something that you can do? Well, I've met many people who have, and what I'd like to do today is maybe just talk about some of the considerations that you should consider when you think about perhaps doing something like this. So I've kind of broken it up into three different categories. I've got notes here today. So I think the very first thing you have to consider when you're looking at buying a business while keeping a job is you need to analyze your job and think of whether or not it has the characteristics that are going to make it easier or more difficult for you to possibly own and run that business. Now, why does this matter? We'll get into that when we start talking about the businesses. But for the most part, in a smaller, medium-sized business, the owner is the ultimate backup or the person that ends up being called when there's some kind of crisis. And so the availability of the owner and the flexibility of the owner's time can be an important consideration when it comes to the world of small business. So when it comes to your job, do you have time flexibility in your job? So what do I mean by that? Well, are you, for example, a traveling salesperson that basically controls your own schedule? If so, then if you ever had to go meet a repairman at 10 a.m. at the business, you'd be able to fit that into your schedule, right? Um, is there a non-conflict between your business hours? What do I mean by that? Well, if you work Monday to Friday and you're considering buying a business that functions on the weekends, well, there may not be even be a conflict between the two. You could potentially make appearances at the business whenever you needed to because it's operating on the weekend when you don't have to be at work. This is where we find categories of people like firefighters, for example. I've known plenty of firefighters that have run businesses on the side because they generally are spending you know, a 48-hour period, let's say, tied up in their fire duties, and then for four or five days, they're free. And so that's plenty of time for them to run a business. Um, 
you could also say the same thing about people that have some kind of seasonal employment, like a teacher. If you're off for the summer and you want to run a campground, then potentially you can make that work and you won't have to worry so much about the conflict between the business and your job. Are you movement flexible? Are you a person who moves around the city all day long? So for example, if you are a taxi driver or something, owning a laundromat is probably not that big a challenge, right? You could probably stop by there several times a day and do some minor duties that you need to take care of in that business. Could work out very well. Um, think about this. Is there any potential or perceived potential conflict of interest between your employment and the business? If there is, it's probably not something you want to get involved in if you want to hope to keep the job. And the last point I want to make about your business is, are you going to tell your boss and how are you going to manage that, right? So we'll, we'll touch more on that in just a moment. So the first area of consideration is thinking about your job. Is your job going to be one that is going to be uh, conducive to you having this side hustle thing going on or not? First thing. Second thing. The business. What is the business going to be? So I've seen people, and I'm going to tell you some stories. I've seen people pull this off with two kinds of businesses. Either the business is very simple and highly systematized and can be operated by almost anyone. So um, I once worked at an indoor amusement park and there was a small food concession that was owned by a married couple and they both had jobs. And they owned this little business and the business sold popcorn and cotton candy and hot dogs and stuff like that. And um, I remember I used to see both the husband and wife stop by at various points during the week, whether to collect money or to deliver product or, you know, do maintenance work or what have you. So each of them would kind of be around, but neither of them worked at the front till. There were always paid employees that would do that. And it was a simple enough role that they could really have access to a large labor pool and they could train people on how to run the different machines and how to make change and stuff. And, and the business really sort of took care of itself. So simple, highly systematizable. Another example would be uh, a fellow that I helped buy several businesses and he was a vice president of a major company and he was really good at setting up systems and empowering managers and using dashboards to manage his businesses. So an example of a highly systematizable business that he had was a driving school. So there were someone who worked in the office. They handled sales inquiries. There were the actual driving instructors. They had their list of students for the day and their schedule. And so they would be doing their job with the students. The person would be working in the office. And really, there was not much that could come up in the way of an emergency uh, that he would have to get involved in, right? So that's a, a highly systematizable business. The other extreme would be a much larger business. So the same guy that owned the driving school also bought a flooring contracting business. And it was a pretty large business. It had like 50 or 60 employees. And they had uh, different salespeople, people who were in charge of project management, quoting, pricing, purchasing. And there was a manager there. And so because it was a big enough business, he was able to hire a manager that was uh, a competent, qualified kind of person who could really take those leadership jobs and responsibilities on their own and didn't have to reach out to him for much in the way of, you know, 
final decision making with anything to do with employees or customers. Now, are we going to buy a new truck? Yeah, obviously the owner of the business will be looped into that conversation, but that can always be done at a time that fits the owner's position and role in their in their job. So the danger zone though is in between those two. So if you buy a smaller business that has a greater likelihood of being able to pull you in with some kind of crisis or problem, and you're busy at your job, that's where the business can be in trouble because you're not available to be that backup and support. And in a lot of small business situations, the owner is the person that gets pulled in to be the backup. If anyone else in the leadership of that business, if there really is a leadership, is sick or missing or whatnot, it's the owner that has to show up and and do things. or if there's some kind of crisis or problem. So you need to really think carefully about the kind of business you're gonna buy. The third consideration, and I touched on this briefly, is help. So is there somebody else who can help you run this thing? I mentioned the example of this small food concession. There was a husband and wife team that owned it together. They both had other jobs but the two of them were able to balance the responsibility of this small business, making sure that it ran okay. So do you have a spouse? Do you have someone in your family, a brother, your father, et cetera, that you could call upon occasionally and have them come in and help you with some kind of crisis, right? Um, And I've seen examples of that too. If you think about uh, an apartment building, right? Small apartment house with four units. There are many people out there who would buy that kind of building and they would manage it while they had a job, right? Because there's not much in the way of day-to-day demand for a small apartment block. Like there could be maintenance issues or you have to call a plumber, whatnot. People can imagine fitting that into the the schedule of their work-life balance, right? When it comes to a business though, here's the question you have to ask. Um, What happens if the employee that is supposed to open the store one day just doesn't show up? what's going to happen, right? Let's say you're in a shopping plaza and in your lease, it says you must be open between certain hours. If the employee just doesn't show up and the store doesn't open and the mall security guard calls you and says, hey, your store isn't open, what are you going to do? Are you going to be able to call someone else to get that store open? Is there somebody else who's going to receive the call from the mall, some kind of manager who's going to be able to manage that situation? What is going to happen when any of these unforeseen situations are to occur? And playing a game of what if, I think is really important as you consider what it will be like for you to be the owner of that business. Additionally, you know, businesses are demanding time-wise and so is your job. Is there going to be a division of your focus between the two things? And is it going to cause your career to suffer? How is your boss going to look at you owning this business on the side? And and this is a critical thing that I I said I would get back to. How are you going to manage being a business owner with that career? So I've worked with people before in my jobs that I've had throughout my career where I've had colleagues that have had businesses on the side. And I can tell you that sometimes when there were conflicts or the business was pulling someone away from their job, I could tell that the management took notice. And so definitely there is some kind of suffering that could happen in your career 
if your attention is divided with this side hustle business. And so this is generally why, you know, I think it's maybe unwise to consider doing this unless the side hustle business is really something that is small, manageable, and easily explained to your boss that this is not going to be a conflict. So, you know, some small weekend business in the summertime, you know, that that really doesn't conflict or have anything to do with what you do professionally. You know, most bosses are not going to have an issue with that. But if your hope is to establish yourself on the outside with something that is, you know, big enough to potentially replace your income, then it's probably going to affect your focus. So what if you don't want to have your focus impeded and you want to become involved on the side with a business? Well, maybe you should consider investing in a business or having a partner who will be the day-to-day operator of the business so that you will have some of the interesting aspects of owning and learning about the business because you are one of its owners, but the day-to-day crises that may pop up are going to be that other person's responsibility. So that may be something worth considering. Anyway, it's a great question, Eric. Uh, Thank you very much. And for any of you that have an idea or a question about anything anything to do with buying, selling, financing, or managing small or medium-sized businesses, please Uh, Drop them down in the comments below or send them in in some other fashion. And if you're serious about buying a business and want to do it in a risk-controlled way, then you should head over to businessbuyeradvantage.com where you can learn about my online training, my group coaching, and my one-on-one consulting services that I do for you. And with that, we're going to say see you later, and we'll talk to you next time. So how can you learn more about buying, selling, financing, and managing small and medium-sized businesses? easy. Head over to my blog site at davidcbarnett.com. You'll find hundreds of articles and videos all for free. You'll find links to my books and online courses, and you can sign up for my email list and get emails covering topics that interest you and be notified of new videos. Special thanks go to today's video sponsor, Mark Willis of Lake Growth Financial. Mark helps people better manage their personal wealth and business finances through the bank on yourself insurance strategy. This is something I've done personally and have gotten lots of positive feedback from people I've worked with over the years. Go to newbankingsolution.com to find a playlist of all the interviews I've done with Mark and to learn more about the advantages of these programs. While there, sign up to arrange a conversation about what this solution might look like for you.